This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other streaming platforms. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with ideas for future shows, questions about today's show, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Though some of the things that may have bugged you during your career vanish after you retire, you know, the daily commute, the long meetings that never seem to accomplish anything, that one person's voice that works not that far away from you, uh, certain other things from your career carry into your retirement. And a great example of that is taxes. That's right, for most people, taxes are part of their retirement reality. But the good news is there are some potential tax breaks you can discuss with your financial service professional, your tax professional as well, that may, especially if your financial services pro isn't up on taxes, that may help reduce the impact to some degree. But before we get into today's topic, I'd like to introduce Tony Shore, who I'm sure is as happy as I am that baseball season is underway, not just for the pros, but now I get to watch my son be playing baseball this time of year as well. Oh, your son plays baseball. Not in the pros, but yes, he yes. plays. Oh, that's yes. fun. That's fun. How old is he? <laughs> he was his senior year. He's eight, He turns 18 tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, my daughter's 18. She's a senior this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's cool. He plays baseball. I do love baseball season, and uh, that means it's spring, right? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a good sign. Um, you know, opening day means you get to start go back to the ballpark, enjoy some peanuts, Cracker Jacks, some brats. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it also means that winter's wrapping up. So I like that. Um, I like baseball season, you know, they've made some changes to the game this year. It'll be interesting. They're trying to, they're trying to improve the game. I thought it was a great game the way it was. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, They're trying to speed it up. Not what it had become. I am not a fan of people taking 45 minutes to tighten every piece of Velcro they have on their person every time, every pitch, right? I don't like pitchers having, you know, this 45 second routine to get going. You can still, so yeah, I, I, I like the game. I just was not entirely a fan of the slowed down, the extremely slow nature. I enjoy spending three hours at the field. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's fun. It's fun <laughs> to go to a game once in a while. It, it's a, uh, it gets a little bit long, but it's not terrible. I mean, football games are about three hours, and of course, most of that's advertising time, TV yeah. timeouts in the football game. But in baseball, um, you know, I think they are improving it by 
trying to speed up the pitcher a little bit and speed up yeah. the game a little bit. Yeah, the batter and the pitcher are both being a little more responsible for everyone's time, I think, is more fair. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. I would agree with that. And so, I, always, I say three hours because... Any chance, I love trying to catch a day game once or twice a season. Oh, you know? yeah, so those, those are spending fun. spending three hours in the sun watching the watching your favorite team yep. play. I'm usually with the kids. It's just great time. It is. You know, just kind of turn off and relax for a little while, cheer for your team. But I three agree. hours is about as long as I want to be. Yeah, there. my <laughs> wife and I hit at least a couple of games a year. You know, yep. you know our team is the Twinkies, the Twins. Uh, you do have the Twins, and you also have the Saints. Yes, the St. Paul Saints, which are are even better. Those are even better games uh, than the Twins games. It is so awesome. Yeah, and uh, I love the St. Paul Saints. Unfortunately, they just sold to new ownership after being owned by the same people for years and years and years and years. Um, And and Bill Murray was one of the owners, but now they sold. When did that happen? That happened uh, a few months ago. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, this year. That happened this year, like uh, two months ago. They announced just before. uh, Yeah, they just announced it two months ago. Okay. Yeah. So that just I have enjoyed seeing games all of it. Like when I was younger and I traveled, we got, I saw games at so many stadiums. That was kind of one of the things we did. And so I do, I like, I don't mind the Target Stadium. I just don't like that. (laughs) They're all named after a company now. Yeah, I no, when, I don't. I don't like that either. I liked when things yeah. were named after people. Yeah, like the Saints Stadium was Midway Stadium, and yeah, you know, the train went by in the back, and everybody would yell "train" during the game because <laughs> <laughs> it's built right on the other side of the yeah. train track. But things change now. It's CHS Field, and yeah, yeah, I I would agree. I understand. It's just not my favorite part of the. Nope, thing. me either. Um, but yeah, the Twin Stadium is also fun. Uh, it's yeah. a good stadium, but you know, yeah. there's nothing like Wrigley Field in Chicago. If you've ever been there, that's just I have Wrigley's nice. Yeah, see, that's I, one of my favorites. So, Dodger yeah, Stadium isn't bad either. I like no, that. neither's Candlestick, neither's Fenway. I've um, never been to those. And, I've been to Wrigley and Dodger Stadium and the Twins. You know, Yankees are on their third. Saints, yeah, uh, and I've never been to any other. Chandon Yards really is four. really nice. Baltimore, that's a great field. Oh, Anaheim, I've I've been there because I lived yeah. there for a while, so I've been there numerous times. I saw cons. I saw you two play at Angel Stadium in Anaheim. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I've been to Anaheim, Kansas City, Texas. I went to the Astros. That was an interesting one inside the dome. That was an oh. interesting. Yeah, that's uh, a weird one. When the Twins used to play in the dome, that was crappy. It's weird. It's different. Yeah, it was nuts. Well, hey. Um, okay, we could talk. I could talk about that all day. Let's get to it. Yeah, we're baseball stadiums. How about taxes? Tell oh, us, well, tell us about is, it. Let's let's make it. Let's make this clear. The baseball conversation would probably be more riveting, <laughs> but not as not as helpful. So not as informative. Right. Correct. So what I want to talk about today: some tax breaks for people over. 50. There's an article, U.S. News and World Report has one. You can check it out. Um, but we're going to go over some of the insights, details. Uh, it, it breaks down. We want to concentrate on people, older folks, right? So people over 50s. I'm going to talk about some of them in comparison to younger people. But first thing I want people to be aware of is the larger standard deduction for people over six, uh, 65 and older, rather, but uh, who don't itemize their taxes. So the standard deduction for people in that age group is $1,750 larger 
than the deduction for people younger than 65 who are filing as individuals. Married couples can bump up their standard deduction by 1,400 if one part of the couple is at least 65 and 2,800 if they're both 65. And also, if you or your spouse are legally blind, you might qualify for a larger standard deduction as well. Well, yeah, obviously taxes and how they fit into your overall financial strategy are potentially, uh, it can be problematic. It can get detailed. So you need to work closely with somebody like yourself, Matt, a financial services professional. And at your firm, you even have tax professionals on the team. And that gives you a one-two financial punch. And if you don't already have somebody you're working with, I would encourage people to pick up the phone and, and give you a call because this is something you help your clients with, right? Yeah. And, you know, I did touch on this in the beginning. Not all financial professionals consider tax in all their decision making and their advice. I find it best to find ones that do. I would agree. So, and not all yeah. of them. Uh, you you guys are unique in the way that you do have certified tax professionals on. Yeah, we have an EA. We have people that are uh, certified. Yes, they're members of NATP, National Association of Tax Professionals. I am a member of that. Um, so, uh, you know, my sister's a CFP and an EA. So she's an enrolled agent. So we have quite the tax team. And we also have some, you know, other tax offices that we're very close with because nobody can know everything. Yeah. Right, well, so, about the tax code, uh, no, <laughs> no one person knows everything, including the IRS. They don't even know all their own rules and regulations, which we find yeah. out from time to time, don't we? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, there's what, uh, 77,000 pages in the tax code? A year. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> they keep like adding and changing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. It's nuts. There's so many. How could so, anyone it, be expected to keep up with that? That's nuts. So you want to yeah, work with somebody who at least knows the ins and outs uh, of how the tax codes that can help you with your financial planning to minimize the tax burden. That's the goal here, right? Like I said, we do have some strategic alliances with a few other folks. Like if there are things that are outside of our wheelhouse, but we know this, this company is very strong in this field, you know, that we work with to make sure that those things are taken care of as well. Um, but back to some of the stuff for these folks, uh, 50 and older, um, older people, they're allowed to earn a little more than their younger counterparts before they're required to submit a tax return. So if you're over 65 or older, you can have a gross income of as much as $14,700 before you have to file their tax return in, for last year. Uh, that's 1750 more than younger workers. Uh, it's The ceiling is 28700 for couples if they're both at least 65 uh, and 27300 if one's at least 65. And, you know, the younger couples, it's it's lower than that. Keep this in mind, though. Just because you're below the filing ceiling, you may still want to submit a tax return so that you can qualify for various tax credits or a potential refund of income tax that was withheld. It's nice to know you don't have to, but it might be worthwhile regardless. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Just Just because you don't have to file a tax return doesn't mean it's not in your best interest to always file a tax return because what if you get a credit or a return? I mean, yeah, you, you want that. So that's, yeah. that's true. What's next? Um, let's talk, let's touch on top property tax rules. Uh, they're, they're so different state to state jurisdiction yeah. by jurisdiction. And in some locations, people above certain age who also earn less than spe- specific incomes, they might qualify for property or school tax deferrals or exemptions. So take Texas as an example. 
In that state, homeowners who are at least 65 are eligible for a $10,000 homestead exemption on their school district taxes, in addition to the exemption that's available to all Texas homeowners. Some local jurisdictions provide additional exemptions for those who are at least 65. And I realize, you know, most people listening today don't live in Texas. I do have a couple clients there. But my point is it may be worth your time to reach out to your financial pro, your tax pro, to discuss the specific rules for tax breaks in your specific location. In some cases, you may be required to fill out additional forms or an application before you begin claiming certain property tax exemptions. Right. And the big reason for that is some states and some districts, uh, some local taxes you can save money on in some states like Texas, you mentioned. And the reason they do that is if you're older, uh, if you're over 65, they assume you don't have any children yet in school. And so property taxes go to cover a lot of property taxes go to cover school costs in your district. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have children in school, and you're a senior, they give you a break on that. And so that's that's good when they do that, I think. Yeah, and filling out a couple extra forms isn't a bad way to keep more money in your bank account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah. Um, also, if you or your spouse are at least 65 and have a lower income, you may be eligible to claim a tax credit that's specific to older people. Those who qualify may be able to reduce their tax bill by utilizing this credit. So here's how it works. Your adjusted gross income, your AGI, must be below $17,500 for an individual, $25,000 if both you and your spouse are at least 65. And your non-taxable Social Security and pension income must be below $5,000 for an individual or $7,500 for couples to use this credit. Now, I know a lot of people that listen to this, that's somewhat lower than their threshold. I know regular listeners, but um, if you know somebody in that situation, it's a great piece of uh, information to pass along to them. And let me reiterate, taxes don't vanish once you retire. You know, your various forms of retirement income may be subject to annual taxation. In some cases, they won't hit your financial strategy too hard. But in other cases, taxes may take a significant bite out of your preferred retirement lifestyle. Work closely with a financial services pro and hopefully they're also attack. They have tax information and tax specialties that they can use with you. Devise a strategy that works for both your finances and your retirement goals. I'm currently working on some workshops where we talk about taxes and retirement. Um, and this, you know, making sure I, I got to tell you in there, there's depending on how you set up some of these accounts, it can be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your lifetime by treating taxes properly. You can either lose it or gain it into your pocket. So, yeah, this is good. I mean, learning about tax credits for the elderly uh, is a good thing. We're all going to need to utilize this. What do you have for us next? Uh, some we still referring to that article we were talking about before that from U.S. News and World Report, 10 tax breaks for people over 50. Next thing I want to talk about is IRA deductions. Older people may be able to defer paying income taxes on more money than younger people by contributing to an individual retirement account, an IRA, right? Folks who are at least 50, they can save an additional $1,000 in an IRA for a grand total of $7,500 in 2023. Uh, so a 50-plus-year-old worker in the 24% tax bracket who maxes out their IRA, they could save $1,800 on their current tax bill. That's, you know, it's $240 more than the maximum tax break of fifteen sixty for the younger person saving for retirement in the same tax bracket. And older folks with low and moderate incomes who are kicking money into a retirement account may also qualify for a saver's credit. So in 2023, 
If you have an AGI of up to 36,600, you can qualify for the savers credit if you're contributing to a retirement account. And heads of household are eligible for the savers credit but with an AGI of up to 54,750. And married couples up to 73,000 in adjusted gross income remain eligible for the savers credit. So if you think the savers credit might be something that would work for you, seriously recommend discussing it with your financial and tax pro. Yeah. I mean, if in doubt, uh, work with a financial services professional. And uh, Matt, I know that you're more than happy to talk to our listeners. You love hearing from the listeners. So hopefully they'll give you a call. There's no reason to spend hours and hours, you know, stressing over taxes and your financial strategy when there's a professional that can help you with all that. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's stressful enough regardless, right? Even when you have a plan, there's going to be something that's going to come on your desk and you're going to be worried about, but having somebody in your corner can help alleviate that stress. It's, it's, I can't tell you how relaxed I've seen some people become once that plan's in place, right? The, the worry that they suffered through prior to that and the, the relief they have by getting a comprehensive financial plan in place, find a CFP in your area, get one done. It will relieve so much of your stress. If you're near us, I mean, we can work, we work all over the country with people, but if I'm not your cup of tea, find someone who is, um, I, I can say, I can't say that in any more, any different ways. Find someone who can help you out. Yeah. Uh, 401ks too. Uh, it's similar, uh, the, the older workers who have access to a 401k, they can contribute, they can contribute what's called the catch up contributions. Again, if you're at least 50, you can defer paying income tax on $7,500 more than younger workers. If you contribute that amount of money to a 401k. So this year you can put a total of $30,000 into your 401ks if you're over 50. Um, and That's so good if you're, to know. yeah, if you're in the 24% tax bracket, again, that same thing before, uh, you max out your 401k plan that can save you $7,200 on your tax bill this year. Wow. That's 1800 more than a younger worker is going to get in the same tax bracket. And additionally, people who are between ages 60 and 63, they'll be eligible to contribute uh, even larger contribute catch up contributions beginning in 2025. Oh, okay. So uh, two more years. Yeah. And uh, you know, on previous shows, you've mentioned some great information about early withdrawal penalties that we need to know. I know I've personally adjusted my thinking when it comes to my fan finances because of that. You you want to avoid those penalties. So I'm curious about the impact of early withdrawals on older workers that we've been talking about today. Okay. So that's a great question. And I love it. You said, you know, great information or you call it terrific information about penalties. <laughs> Hopefully the terrific information is avoiding them. I hope that's what <laughs> right. Like. Right. Well, you've given us great information to avoid penalties. That okay. would have been a much better way to put that, huh? Right. So, uh, the younger workers who dip into your retirement account, they're going to be staring at a 10% early withdrawal penalty, unless that money is used for certain specific purposes. Uh, some of those are like, you know, medical expenses, health insurance premiums, and some college costs for you, your spouse, or your children or grandchildren. There are other possibilities. But if you're on the younger side and considering taking money out of a retirement account, I would urge you in the strongest terms possible to not do so before a thorough conversation with your financial pro. But once you hit 59 and a half, you can begin taking withdrawals from an IRA for any reason without getting slapped with the 10% penalty. And I don't know why it has to be half, but it is, right? We could just deal with whole numbers and be adults about it. Uh, and if you quit your job at age 55 or older, 
you may begin penalty-free 401k distributions from the account linked to the job you most recently left at that time. So that's another good piece there. Uh, and for public safety officers, if you're at least 50 and you've completed a minimum of 25 years of service with the employer sponsoring the plan, you can begin penalty-free withdrawals when you turn 50 years old. So that's the lowest age for those. But However, income tax is due on withdrawals from pr- traditional requir- retirement accounts at any age. Yeah. Uh, speaking for myself, I wouldn't want to navigate early withdrawals again without the assistance of someone like yourself. Uh, again, all these rules with the IRS—it's amazing. There are a lot. Um, there's another potential tax break for those who are 50. This is a rule that can help, though. Uh, qualified charitable distributions. So retirees—they're often required to withdraw money from their traditional retirement accounts and, and pay the subsequent income tax, especially in the RMD time. But if you don't need the money you may be able to avoid income tax on IRA withdrawals if you make a qualified charitable distribution. So if you're at least 70 and a half, you transfer any amount of money up to $100,000 from your IRA to a qualified charity, you may not owe income taxes on that transaction. You won't need to make a large donation to see some benefit from this particular tax break. Uh, An IRA charitable contribution of $5,000, they can shrink your tax bill by $1,200 if you're in the 24% tax bracket. $1,000 donation, that can still save you $240 in taxes. Wow. Yeah, that's what we want. you're doing good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So- you know, we're talking about these potential tax breaks for people who are 50 or older, and you've given us a lot of great information so far. Uh, where do you want to head next? What's next in this discussion? Um, some of the other ways, that, let's talk about, again, you know, just contributing to a 401k. That's the first way you might be able to save on taxes during your retirement. Uh, putting money into a traditional 401k plan it will allow you to defer paying income taxes on your retirement savings until you withdraw the money from your account. And a lot of workers are eligible to defer taxes on as much as $22,500 this year if that money is deposited into a 401k, a 403b, or what the federal government has called their thrift savings plan. And if payments are made through a payroll deduction, you see the tax break almost immediately because less money will be withheld from your income taxes. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I mean, obviously, uh, that's good news to minimize the tax burden and establishing a 401k or something similar. If you haven't already done it, that's a good reason to work with somebody like yourself. And I, I just know that so many Americans out there have 401k plans. And if you have a job and don't or aren't contributing, you need to do it, right? It's a, it, if it is with anyhow within your means, you should absolutely be taken care of, especially if there's an employer match. Um, that's because you're just leaving free money on the table otherwise. Uh, here's one we have we've been talking about traditional IRAs and 401k so far, but contributing to a Roth 401k is another way you may be able to reduce your tax burden during retirement. So the ceilings for Roth 401ks, IRAs, they're identical to those for traditional 401ks, um, the contribution ceilings, but the tax ramifications are different. Uh, First, you don't see an immediate tax break on the Roth 401k contribution because it's after-tax money. You've already paid your taxes on it, but it may then allow you to accumulate that tax-free investment growth, and then you get to utilize tax-free withdrawals after you turn 59 and a half from an account you've held for a minimum of five years. The growth in the 401k is not taxed annually, and you may be able to take tax-free withdrawals during retirement if you treat it right throughout the process. Yeah. A hard time saying that. Wow. <laughs> well, and uh, I bet 
we're moving on to IRAs. We haven't talked about IRAs, but I know when it comes to taxes, that's a huge part of a plan, isn't it? Well, yeah. So um, you can, if you have earned income, you can use the IRA, the individual retirement account to defer income tax on as much as $6,500. But you may not be able to claim a tax deduction on your IRA if you also have a 401k account through your work and earn more than a certain threshold. And that IRA deduction vanishes for 401k account participants who earn between $73,000 and $83,000 this year. Uh, It's between 116 and 136,000 for couples. But if just one spouse has a 401k plan through their employer, the tax break sunset, it's it sunsets that the couple's income is between two hundred eighteen thousand two hundred and twenty eight thousand this year, and that that can get to be kind of annoying for the rest of your life if you if you incorrectly contribute to those accounts if you have a four hundred one k and an IRA, that can be a tax pain. Peta, we'll call it. How's that sound? For the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well. And um, uh, those are great details about traditional IRAs. What about the Roth, though? That's where we can save some tax yeah. money, right? Well, so you say future tax money. You're yes. paying taxes now. So, you know, taxes are funny because we know what taxes are Oh, they're are a now. real kick in the pants. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're hilarious. So we know what taxes are now. And with a, with a traditional IRA, you're guessing at what the taxes are going to be in the future. A Roth, you know what your taxes are now, so you don't have to guess what the taxes are going to be in the future. And depending on your situation, a Roth may be the best way to go because now you're prepaying the tax on as much as $6,500 a share. Uh, and then you get that tax-free investment growth, tax-free withdrawals, as long as you treat it right in the retirement accounts that you've held for the minimum of five years. Uh, it does phase out different, though. It's between 138 and 153000 for individuals. 218, 228,000 for married couples. Uh, in some cases, people who earn more than that, they can still be eligible to convert traditional retirement account money to a Roth. So there are other strategies you can use. There are upsides, downsides to both traditional and Roth. Uh, that That's going to be really determined by your individual circumstance. Where are your taxes at this year? If you have one of those years where you're in a lower tax bracket, it's a great year to do your Roth, right? It, it might not be as great if you're in a higher tax bracket that year, unless you, by doing some simple math, you can also figure out it's going to pay for itself down the road because you've paid the taxes now and you don't have to do it in the future. The when in taxes can make a huge difference. You're right. I mean, it's going to be huge. And What is your tax plan? Yeah, that's the question, right? <laughs> What is your tax plan? So uh, it's been a great show. I think we've covered it all. We've talked about catch-up contributions. We've talked about IRAs, 401ks, and tax credits. Uh, But as you get older, these things become even more important. And I think that's the message here. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners, Matt, before we go today? I think we probably filled up some brain buckets with all the numbers we use today. Brain and uh, buckets. What I, what I would add is that if you have any questions about these things, uh, if you would like to put some of these plans into action and you don't have someone to work with, you can give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. And thanks for a great show, Matt. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. And that does it for today's episode of the Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. 
Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.